Nice to meet you, what's your name? Funny, you don't sound like a Tim. Language barrier, so confusing. Can I talk to someone in the U.S. of A? You're in Kansas, there's no way. Don't you put me on hold again. Hey, let's start over. I've been waiting to talk to somebody. I've been patient, that's no lie. Only you can fix this for me. So hey, let's be friends. Waited on hold for days on end. Voice menus, I can't stand. I just want to cancel this service by the weekend. Is this going to take forever? Oh, are we going to have an argument? Should I ask for a manager? Hmm, he will fix my complaint. Long list of angry callers. Your service drove us insane. I usually don't curse at strangers, but you love our pain. No, I don't want an upgrade. I want to stop payment. Why's it taking a decade? It's like drying cement. Fine, I'll keep the stupid service. This is not worth my pain. But can I ask you one last question there, Tim? What's your real name? Oh, you. No, 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 no. Do not me because I am you and then we will just be ourselves. Now, have I provided answers to your questions in a courteous and prompt fashion? What do you mean, have you answered all my questions? No, you have not answered any questions at all. No, 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 no. listen, listen. If I didn't answer your questions, then we have given bad customer service. But you didn't answer any of my questions. Well, what is more important, my friend, the result or good customer service? Oh, I love trash. Anything dirty or dingy or dusty. Anything ragged or rotten or rusty. Yes, I love trash. If you really want to see something trashy, look at this. Go in the trash. Go in the trash. Greetings, MMD. This is Jason coming to you from the deck for another Garbage Cast conversation. A beautiful August day. Not sure when this one will go out. If this one will go out, who knows? We've had a few that have ended up in the pile, but hopefully this will not be one of them. Beautiful day here. Not too hot. Uh, very sunny, very nice, not too humid yet. And on this day, I'm going to talk to you about customer service. Customer service. We have a uh, joke about Tweeting Sonic Drive-In, which is a restaurant chain down here. It's a fast food chain, but you pull up to the uh, these parking spaces and you order, and uh, you know from these different. I guess these different parking spaces, like the old-fashioned drive-throughs. I'm sure there's an, a, a Canadian equivalent. The car hop comes out and brings you the food, and then that is how the transaction should go down if the transaction works out well. Sonic is—they uh, do not respond to tweets. You can tweet them all day long about how much they suck, and you might as well just be peeing in the wind because they don't seem to care, or they don't have anybody who monitors that, or maybe they just get so many "you suck" tweets that they just are overwhelmed completely, and they haven't hired a new temp to manage that account. That's very possible. That is their customer service. Sonic, especially, I notice a lot of fast food places are very bad about the person in the drive-through window or the person taking the order are trying to rush you through ordering. And they will repeatedly interrupt you with, is that oil? Is that all? Is that all you need? Do you need anything else? Is that is that it? Is that it? Hurry up. I have things to do. That's it. They're saying everything but the last thing, and I'm surprised they don't say that. 
Uh, they're in so they're just taught to be in so much of a hurry that they just don't have time for you. They don't have time for you to be making a menu decision. If you don't pull up to the window or drive up to the thing ready, 100% ready to order, they don't have time for that. That is, uh, and it is a sign, I think, of our impatient society that we are in now, where everything is now, 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 and even in the time you took to say it, I didn't, I didn't have time to listen to it. That is why we go places now, and everybody has the app. You can order ahead, and if you order ahead, you would think that that would make the order more accurate. I don't find that that is the case, because the missing link has... I don't think it has been the, the drive through person as much as it has been the person who is preparing the food. That just seems to be the missing link. They don't look at the screen, or they glance at the screen, and they think they are seeing other words. So they put other objects in the bag, or they put other ingredients on the food. So it is a disconnect, typically, with the food preparation unit and not with the drive-through uh, orderer. Well, I would be the orderer. They would be the orderee, I guess. <laughs> the order taker. And, you know, I have a fast food experience. I, I, did, uh, I was in fast food uh, through the end of high school, through college, and uh, through most of college. And I ran the drive-through quite a lot. I always enjoyed it. I never felt like I was in a gigantic rush. We took our time. We were very accurate. But the world has changed a lot in nearly 25 years. We just don't have time to be right anymore. And, and the real killer is that fast food is so much more expensive now. Even if you account for inflation, uh, we're looking at a huge jump in, in 20, 25 years. So you're paying a lot of money. You're paying, you're paying sit-down money almost. Uh, and in some cases, you are paying sit-down money. And you're not getting service. You're getting it in a bag. You're, you know, you're not having... You, you, I'm not having to clean your table or anything. You're driving off with that bag. And the fast food company, is, you know, they've had to raise prices to keep their profit margins in place because the profit margin is fairly slim. You would think they would owe you a little bit more if you're paying so much money. That's why I don't go to Starbucks anymore. I went to Starbucks a couple of days ago for the first time probably in two months. The value for the money compared to the terrible customer service you get it's something that I think about. Starbucks is very, I don't know if they're just snobby here. You know, I've been to other Starbucks where this customer service is fantastic, where people are really nice. Uh, you go into Nashville and you go to some nice ones. I've been on the road and gone into some nice Starbucks where people are friendly. But here, maybe it's the Ar Armpidians. Maybe it's the people that we get here. Uh, I don't know. The caliber of employee that we have here, it's just, uh, they're just, eh, they'd rather not deal with you. And they can barely hide the fact that they would like to not deal with you. <laughs> so, it's, you know, and when I'm paying that much money for a cup of liquid, I expect, by God, for you to say thank you. Or at least try to smile, at least try to act like you're not mad that I'm there buying a $4 cup of liquid. You know, at least give me something to make me want to come back. I think that's why Starbucks sales are down, because they don't establish that customer relationship. You know, like, you know, let, let's make you part of something. Let's, let's uh, you know, welcome you and try to get to know you. Of course, the turnover is so high. You know, people don't stick with jobs anymore. You know, we used to st stick with jobs, uh, you know, and expect to be treated fairly if we stuck with a job. And now... People will hop at the slightest, you know, thing, or they'll hop because they feel like they're being mistreated. Well, you're going to be mistreated everywhere. <laughs> now, that's terrible. That's a terrible way to think, but 
you know, we have a short we have a short temper. We have a very short patience with our employers to the to the fact that you know, if they're out there and they can't give you, you know, you request seven days off and they can only give you five of them over the next whatever how many amount of weeks because you know there's fifty other employees to deal with. Sometimes you got to suck it up a little bit to understand that's that's how you run a business. You have to you know you can only do the best you can do. And uh, now people will jump for the slightest, you know, they, they feel like they're being treated unfairly over the most crazy things. Things that, you know, if you're running a business, you understand this is the, you know, the price of having a business and trying to make things work. So this, uh, this I don't know, this entitlement that we have has bled all the way down into the drive through and into the person working the drive through, And that is a lot of why. We are treated the way we are as customers because they are the same. It's the demands that they have as employees. And then in some you know, ways, our companies have coddled people because they've had to try to do what they can to stick with people, you know, get people to stick with them because you want to reduce turnover. It's a vicious cycle. We, we know we've, we've, we've got a lot of, I don't know. I don't know. I just think that t t 20 years ago when I would go into a restaurant, it seemed like people tried harder. You know, it's our, our, any sort of retail, any sort of customer service sort of environment. It seemed like people would try harder because I guess there was not, you know, always the fact, well, I could just go across the street. All right, you know, we didn't have a thousand locations of every store, you know, in a 50-mile radius. We didn't have, you know, 30 fast food joints up and down the street. You, you, you know, if you got a job in town like here in Armpit... And something did not work out. Well, it probably your manager knows all the other managers, and you're probably not going to have a whole lot of luck, you know, after you've screwed me going down the street and getting a job somewhere else and screwing somebody else. It's a little bit different now because there are so many, there's so many choices, there's so many possibilities where people can go that they don't need to be nice to you. You know, they don't need to be accommodating. They don't, they don't need to do anything. So. I don't know. We've done this to ourselves. So, so I guess I started out complaining about customer service, and then I realized that really we've done it to ourselves, and, we've, and we're getting what we deserve. <laughs> you know, when, when I get lousy, crappy service, somehow I made that happen starting 20 years ago, 25 years ago, based on the economy pattern, me buying or not buying a product. I have basically, basically brought this upon myself. So when the little douche at McDonald's doesn't give you napkins. That's your fault because in 1998 you didn't buy a box of Kleenex at the local drugstore and they had to close and you put this this chain of events in, in, into motion that has led to that little pimply douche not giving you napkins at McDonald's 20 years later. You did it. It's my fault. It's like the Jimmy Buffett song. Margaritaville. It's my own damn fault. <laughs> I don't know. You know, the thing that really gets to me is a lot of people are like, oh, it's the millennials. It's, you know, when I was a teenager, they would say the same thing about Generation X. And we forget. They go, oh, it's Generation X. They're just whiny crybabies. I worked my tail off. I worked with a lot of people who worked their tails off. And you go into these places, so, you know, it's not like they're giving out rolls of hundreds to keep you working there. Uh, you know, people are still working their tails off. It's just the fact that 
you know, it's just a different economy. It's a different job market where you have more freedom. You know, I think that a lot of why I had to work my tail off at Taco Bell. Well, for one, I'm lazy and I don't like jumping jobs. That's that's why I've been in the same job for almost 16 years, okay? That's just how I am. You know, my parents worked the same place for years. I, I You know, I don't think the grass is always greener on the other side. Maybe there's something else I'm meant to do out there. I don't know. But, um... You know, I, I would stick with it. I wasn't always thinking, well, if I piss off Ron, my boss, I can just go down the street to Arby's. That's just not the way I thought. Uh, but now, you know, I, don't, I think the loyalty is gone on a two-way street. I, I think that a lot of companies, a lot of these businesses, they pop up everywhere, and there's so many of them. And when you're one of a 1,000 stores or 2,000 or 3,000 stores, you're just a number. And a lot of the times, the people who are in management will treat you like that, too. So there's no loyalty from them, so why should you be loyal? So, you know, for us to blame it on a certain age group that is trying to claw their way up to have the things they want to have, uh, when I already have the things I want to have, I think that's extremely unfair. I, I You know, I just, it, it makes me cringe. when, when I, Even when I just hear people say millennials, it makes me cringe. I, I don't even understand what they're, people are such morons, you know. It's always about finger pointing and blame when it's really like I said before it's all my own damn fault <laughs> uh, you know I, and I think we talked about this podcast before too you know malls and, and all that crap you know I stopped regularly shopping at the malls years ago I stopped you know I narrowed myself down to Walmart years ago and I fought I fought it you know when my TV got struck by lightning years ago and I got my first HDTV. I didn't go to Walmart. I went to the local Magnavox store that was home-owned and home-operated for 50 years. And I bought my HDTV there. And it probably cost me $20 more to buy it from the local people that we knew in town. And, of course, you know, they retired and the place closed. Or I think they died. I think they were so old that they finally died and the place closed. You know, you can only stop progress so much. So, I, I, I don't know. I mean, what, where was I going with that? How did we go from customer service to the people I bought my TV from are dead? <laughs> how do we get to these tangents? How, how, do we, how do we do that? You know, I'm just as frustrated as everybody else. I, I get frustrated dealing with people in retail just as much as I'm sure they get frustrated seeing and having to deal with me. How do you fix that? You know, how do we get good customer service? How do we give everybody buy-in? How do we reward people properly for giving good customer service? You know, why should Bill, who sits in the cubicle next to me, make the same money I'm making if he's a jerk-off to everybody that calls in and I am bend over backwards nice? You know, and that's, that's a company problem. That's not a person problem, necessarily. That's a company problem. Because a company just wants to have the warm body there, so they'll let people get away with it. So there's no motivation for me to step it up a notch, especially, you know, if I'm never going to get rich doing this, what's the point? I'm already looking at what my next job is going to be two or three years down the road or two or three months down the road. Heck, maybe two or three days down the road. So what is my motivation to, you know, bring that extra level of customer service? I don't, I don't know, I could go on about this just like every other thing forever. So I better back off of it. That's my thoughts on customer service. You know, we've both worked in environments where we have to deal with the public. And here's the sickness. Sometimes I actually miss it. 
I miss seeing different people every day. I miss the crazy situations. You know, I, I thrive off the crazy. I enjoy the crazy. And some of the craziest things happened, especially when I lived in Cincinnati and worked in retail. Some of the craziest stuff happened, and I still tell a lot of those stories. And uh, I miss the people I met, and I miss, uh, you know, the people I worked with and... Uh, the camaraderie you get when you're in retail and when you're in customer service and the stories you can share with each other and stuff. There's days where I, I miss that interaction and I miss the people. And it made the day go by faster. I don't miss the crazy hours. I think that we expect too much out of our retail employees. No wonder they're losing their minds. You know, and you could say, well, it's a religious thing, whatever, to be closed on Sunday. You know, we used to only be on 12 to 6. And, and, and you know, and of course, that ended pretty quick. And now it's like we expect our retail people to be there 24-7, even on Thanksgiving and on holidays and never have a break. You know, we should, but it's the fact that you have one business who doesn't care about their employees, who will do it. They'll make all that money, and everybody else who doesn't follow suit gets penalized. They get penalized, you know, and some companies are doing it more and more where they don't open on Thanksgiving. They don't do these things, but really everybody should stand up and say, hey people need a day of rest you don't need to shop 24 7 you know and uh, that's never going to happen because we are in this on-demand society now and it's about making that buck making that buck making that buck and if you won't work the 12 to 8 a.m shift well by god somebody else will don't let the door hit your rear end on the way out and that is uh, that's why we live in the world we live in today we're just like i said it's the jimmy buffett rule it's my own damn fault. I should have bought those Kleenex over at the local drugstore in 98. Then they closed, and the chain of events started. And now we can't stop it, folks. That's why little Timmy, with all the pimples, who needs the Clearasil at McDonald's, doesn't put napkins in your bag or short you a McRib because he doesn't give a crap, and why should he? <laughs> okay. I, need to, I just need to stop. All right. This... This is good customer service, me saying it's over. It's over. Talk to you again soon. We handle nearly 200,000 calls a day. The hotlines to some of the biggest corporations in the country. Centel Online, Melanie speaking. How can I help you? Centel Online, Melanie speaking. How can I help you? Again, my name is Melanie, and have a great day. Do you only hire women named Melanie? <laughs> <laughs> It's a trick of the trade. Callers like to think they get the same service rep. This here is the Melanie and John section, and you are over here with the Jennifers and Stevens. This is you. What do you mean this is me? I was told I had a supervisor position. <laughs> you got to spend six months in the trenches before you can interview for a supervisor. But I have a PhD, uh, surely... Look, you want the job or not. <laughs> yeah. Great! Gus here will help get you started. Kay, Stephen? Uh, uh, it's Charlie. <laughs> sure it is. In the file menu, do you see where it says open? Okie dokie. Can you open the open menu? Okie dokie. Again, my name is Steven. Thank you for calling Centel. You have a great day. I actually liked Gus at first sight. Welcome to hell, dickhead. Well, maybe not first sight. I'm sorry? <laughs> hell! People hooked up to machines like slaves. And the smell? It's pure underarm. 
Okay, so, um, what do we do here? Santel Online, Steven speaking. How may I help you? Okie dokie, ma'am. Have you checked to see if your PC is on? No, ma'am, I'm not a retard. That's simply the protocol. Sorry? Okie dokie. I'm gonna check that with my supervisor real quick, and, uh, I'm gonna put you on hold. You feel feisty, you whiny little turkey-necked bitch? Why don't you hop up on my dick and bounce and see if that fires up your monitor, sweetheart? Hello, ma'am. Thanks for waiting. Listen, I'm gonna transfer you over to our technical service department. Okie dokie? Please hold. In the kingdom of the blind, the one-eyed dwarf is king. Okay, ma'am, um, I'm going to transfer you to our technical department. Please hold. Good God. Are you expecting a call? Hmm. Um, Centel Online, this is Charlie. How, uh, Steven, how can I help you? Yeah, my IP address is stuck on 169. Okay, sir, um, have you checked to make sure your computer is on? <laughs> Didn't you hear what I just said? Yes. Oh, IP address. IP address. Here we go. Your IP address should start with 81. So, does it? I just told you it was stuck on 169, Chief. Sir? Did that the cleaning lady answer the phone in there? Sir. No, don't serve me, asshole. Just tell me that was my fucking problem. Jesus. Please hold on a second while I check with our technical department. Yes, sir. Your wife is one of 3.8% of American women who secretly engage in regular online chats with a total stranger, accompanied by vigorous masturbation. <laughs> My wife just died three months ago. But I'd like to discuss that with your supervisor, Stephen. Hey, it's the MMD in Brampton for the start of another Garbage Cast. And this week's topic is customer service. As you probably know by the intro, uh, I don't have many stories of customer service that I can think of off the top of my head, so I figured why not just go interact with some. And I've never actually gone through a drive-through. So I figured being at Ryan Gate in Brampton, might as well go through the Wendy's drive-through and get one of those uh, queso burgers that are covered in cheese, because I like eating garbage. So here we go. Untested waters. Let's roll up. Oh, it's got a biohazard. The truck is carrying biohazardous material. Interesting. So it's a combination, Tim Hortons Wendy's. So it's got two drive-thrus instead of one. Welcome to Wendy's. My name is Arnu. Can I take orders, please? Do you still have the chicken queso sandwich? Yes, we do. Can I have that in a combo? Can I make it a large uh, strawberry lemonade? Do you like the large size 
Yes, please. No, that's it. Thank you. I just didn't want. I just didn't want it to fall over. Fun fact. I told you to drink water. Right before we started, I said, drink some water. You looked at me. I used that weird... Oh, no. Is it still here? Oh, man. Get it outside. Uh, that fly. Oh, yeah, it's dropped. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. actually pretty good as far as audio sorry audio as far as customer service goes I mean as far as customer service experiences go that was actually pretty good they're helpful they're nice their stuff is a little expensive but at least if you're gonna pay, if you're gonna pay top dollar for a sandwich, it might as well be good customer service. There's more ambiance. Um, you know, actually I do have some stories of, of customer service gone bad 
I went to McDonald's twice in the past few weeks. And twice, they've either forgotten a whole sandwich or in the second time, they forgot a fries. Their new menu item seems to be to fucking forget exactly what you have ordered. And the first time, you know, I had egg on my face. I was trying to get from Brampton to Georgetown and go bring food for my dad, who um, mom was in Montreal, so he didn't have a lunch. So I was just trying to get there and get out and go. So I wasn't expecting there to be something missing. But that second time, I knew for a fact that something was up. Because it's just generally not like them to forget. Now they have these two new chicken promotional sandwiches. Mozzarella chicken with some sort of sauce and guacamole jalapeno. And because of that, when they put them into the system, for some reason, apparently, they actually didn't put them in with combos. They're just single sandwiches. So they often forget your other part of your order. I don't know why. I don't know how. But that's fucking terrible customer service. There's no way in hell, you know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, fuck you. Because I'm, I'm not having that. So for the entire chicken promotional sandwich, I, it's a good sandwich. I like it. But as someone who buys chicken and generally has no patience to go and sit there and check my order, um, I'm just going to avoid... With McDonald's for the whole chicken promotion. I'm not going to get that thing. I'm going to just get breakfast or that's it. Because I'm not dealing with that shit. I don't have the time. I don't have the effort. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it. And as a result, like, I'm not... I'm not... I'm just avoiding it. Now, when it comes to other customer service... I've had, you know, I've dealt with, like, duck cleaners and, uh, you know, tech support. You know, your standard baseline customer service. Like, I had a uh, Dell computer that I had uh, a warranty on. It was comprehensive coverage. It covered, like, water, accident, the works. But to get that computer replace on the lemon policy was impossible and they, they make like customer service in the computer technician field to be pretty impossible because the the way that they do um like a plus tech support is first you reset the computer because that fixed the situation if not move on to something else because they don't support the software that's microsoft's deal so their first inclination is always to reset it. And that's why it's set up that way. Um, and then they escalate to something more important. But, you know, as a result, you're sitting there on the, on the other end of the phone and you're getting furious. So I don't even buy um, you know, phone technical support. If I have the option and they'll come to me in person, fuck it, that's, I'm paying the extra money. I'm just going to get that because there's no point. Or, you know... Depot service. I fucking hate depot service. You send your computer in and it's two to three weeks and then it's two to three weeks to let you know and then there's another two to three weeks to get it back to you. 
by that time, you've forgotten what your computer fucking looks like. And for, forgive me for not wanting such a shitty level of service. When you buy something, you expect it to be ready and available and not to be gone for large large swaths of time. So I'm not I'm not even fucking around with that. That's just not in the picture. So when it comes to like computers and stuff, I will pay the extra for full coverage or you know like a square trade or something like where they they pay you the money for the thing and then you just you go back and you get whatever it is as an equivalent. Um, nothing in my life is that precious except for my podcasting gear where it's like one of a kind or I cannot replace it. So it's just easier that way. And then I don't have to deal with shit. I don't have to deal with filling on accident reports. I don't have to deal with diagnosis. I don't have to deal with being on the phone and hours of, of being kicked up one notch and then kicked up a notch and then hanging up and then waiting in on the phone and, you know, because they, oh, can I... Can I please check your file? Okay. Thank you. And then you like wait like because they're always brown. They're always like Steve from Minnesota. And you know for sure that it's not it's it's Senji from maybe Ah, uh, let me see. Um Malabar. That's an Indian place. I don't know if it's an actual region, but whatever. Um, you know, so it's, I can't, I know what goes on there. I've, I've, I've learned the manuals. I, I know how that works. I've taken courses. So I, I know how to bypass that shit generally, if you know how to do it. Um, the long story short of the Dell experience was I stopped buying Dell computers. Um, it's, I can't, I can't deal with Dell I, I said four years in I mean I had I gotten two two computers out of it but you know like by that time it was just the laptops they're kind of designed to fail they're not well vented and heat is always an issue and it's always just a pain in the butt but you know when you can it's a lot easier just to just not deal with it. All right. I think that's been long enough ranting about customer service. I'm going to try and record the intro. It started to rain. And I'm going to eat this sandwich. All right. This has been customer service with MMD. At least my portion of it. Another one is in the can. Dump it. Yes, I know how long you've been holding. And I don't care. Why, yes, I'd love to spend the next 10 minutes of my life being told what a horrible person I am by a stranger. I'll definitely transfer you to my supervisor who will give you the same information I just gave you. As soon as you started yelling, I zoned out. I'm not sorry I placed you on hold for five minutes. I was hoping you'd hang up. Oh, you're never gonna use our company again? 
Great. That means I'll never have to talk to you again. I'm going to tell you the issue is resolved so that I can go on break. I'm telling you that I'm finishing up with another customer, but really I'm just catching up on office gossip. I asked you to repeat that because I was too busy texting on my phone. I'm going to hang up on you and pretend it was an accident. I'm attempting to sound empathetic because quality assurance is listening. The only perk of my job is not seeing your face. Please stop telling me this pointless story. Just tell me your problem so we could both get on with our day. I'm saying this with confidence, but I have no idea if this information is true. I fully intend to look you up on Facebook after this just to see how much of an asshole you are. I'm not sorry you feel that way. I'm not sorry that happened. Oh no, I understand. I just don't care. This job has made me dead inside. This job has given me a fear of talking on the phone. Listen, babe, call me hun one more time and I'll burn this place down. Have a great day. Check, check, one, two, one, two. Little addendum recording for the garbage cast for this week's episode, customer service. I don't know if I gave all of my thoughts. I'm at the actual Powerade Center um, getting in some more dog exercise. As in trying to put this episode to bed. I thought it was going to take it in a bunch of different directions. I don't, I don't know how these things come together. I don't know what I'm going to do when I start them. I just know that I somehow get there and sometimes I have to put together these addendum little clips. Let me re not reiterate, let me get one thing straight. Yes, I've been on both sides of the the customer service dilemma. I've been the person who's been yelled at and I've also been the person doing the yelling. And while I think that it is certainly far faster and more fortuitous a path to to use honey as opposed to use vinegar or I guess use sweetness as opposed to bile. Sit! Stay! Go! Sorry, I had to issue some commands to the, the dog. Um... I also know that sometimes you are not going to get the answer that you want by being nice. And so sometimes you have to be a dick to get the, the, the conclusion that you're looking for. Um, I find that, you know, sometimes it doesn't matter what you do, what you say, how you go about it, because these things are scripted. They have only certain prescribed actions they can and can't do um, you have to escalate sometimes that means escalating to the the supervisor that sometimes that means just being an asshole and sometimes you just have to accept the fact that you're gonna be an asshole to somebody because um, I know these people are tired I know these people have jobs and I know these people don't like the jobs that they're in most likely but That is not my problem. That is on you. So I have one thing that I need to get from our interaction, which is my desired outcome. How I achieve that is is none of my concern. Um, If that means I have to be a dick and keep calling over and over again and keep calling and keep calling and keep logging tickets, I'll do that. 
Um, they think that my time is is limited, is in, is is finite. Well, they have another thing coming. See, for when I want something, and I know I'm going into battle with a customer service person, um, all bets are fucking off. I take time off to to fuck around with these assholes. Um, they think they're going to get rid of me in, in one day. Oh, no. And that's what happened with Dell. Sit. Stay. They thought that they were going to, to resolve. Go. Resolve my issue by just, you know, replacing the same part over and over again. But I wasn't going to take that. I was not going to let that stand. Um, and... I just kept persevering. I think that's the actual key to dealing with customer service people is know that that you might be in for many battles as a part of a greater war or like you're going to have to keep skirmishing with them over and over again until you get your desired result this goes with food this goes with um, well try not to to fight with food customer service people because they they most likely will just spit in your food or worse um, I tried to generally avoid that kind of stuff my thing is if, like if they forgot something and I can watch them and I can see what's happening to my food um like that thing with mcdonald's i don't know what happened but i'm just not gonna go I, most of the time my thing is well i'm not gonna go to your business ever again and i know that's like a fucking hollow threat because there's only so many businesses that do a certain thing right um and if i'm going there it's usually because they're the best tilly sit down You see my hand. Don't act like you don't know. Go! <sighs> Sorry. Um, what was I saying? If, if it's something like they forgot something, my, my biggest... If it's food and, and, and that kind of thing, I most of the time I pick something because I know it's going to be the best thing available option I don't like to mess around with the second best choice or the third best choice uh, I weigh everything on a scale this is my decision making process this is not anything to do with anything related to customer service but that being said if that's the case I'm already weighed all my options so when I say that you know I'm never going to go to a store it's probably going to mean for like a long time, like six months or, you know. And then eventually I will come back and try again. But when it comes to like fast food, because it's, it's such a low barrier of entry, the, the value that I'm going to get out of it is very little. And there are other opportunities. There are other companies that will provide the same service. I will actually just not go there for a long stretch of time. Um...
So I'm just going to avoid McDonald's till that promotion's done. But when it comes to other things, sometimes they really have you over a barrel and there's nothing you can really do. Sit. They're testing out the sirens, all the different sirens at the Peel Safety Village, which is right by where I take the dog to walk. So I'm sorry if there's sirens in the background and planes. Sirens and planes and construction. There's nothing really quiet anymore. And the Kennedy Valley is just too much of a pain to to set up and gear up and go. I'd have to like Sherpa all my stuff to go there. I need to get to the Kennedy Valley before the end of the summer podcast recording season. But I've diverted way too much in this customer service addendum. So here are the key points. Be prepared to have this this encounter persist over time. Two, if at all possible, don't be a dick because you are most likely not going to get anywhere. Three, that being said, sometimes know when and where to be an asshole because if you start be by being nice, they're not going to expect you to escalate into being an asshole. Generally, human nature, as we as human beings, don't expect people to be a dick. Maybe that's something that has changed over time. But I find generally, if you come in there being super nice and then you wait to be an asshole, that's far more effective than just being an asshole from the beginning. Four... None of these are hard and fast rules. Um, if you, you know, sometimes you might have to escalate to like posting shit online to disparage a company to, um, you know, finding like uh, different like venues to vent your hatred of the company and then that will actually hurt them more than you just yelling at a customer service person people are sorry companies are way more worried about their their image than they are about their customer service um, in a in a taped call environment so you're more likely to get your desired result if you can go about multiple levels of attacks, multiple different ways of attacking them before just calling it quits or just blowing up at them. So, and five, sometimes you have to just follow up on your threats. If you say you're never going to shop there again, you're going to have to not shop there again. If you they're gonna have said that you're gonna like make sure your friends and family don't buy whatever it is and you know if you really are as big a fish as you say you are you are gonna have to actually prove it right you're gonna have to actually do whatever it is you said that you would do and and follow up okay tilly let's go so that's been customer service I don't know how this is going to shape up. You know, as I said, on one hand, I know that it's a, a struggle for the people who work at this job. It is like drudgery. It is 
awful and I've been on both sides of it so I know I know when something is just generally awful and it's work and sometimes life is like a hurricane here in Duckburg racetracks lasers airplanes it's a duck blur you know life is a duck blur there is danger look behind you there's a stranger out to find you so what are you going to do you should grab on to some ducktails. Woo. I have a bit of a, a cold due to allergies. Like, not cold, runny nose. So, as I said, life is work. Ducktales, the theme song is true. A lot of it has, there's a lot of things to be gleaned and learned and taken from that song. So I'll put that at the end because I don't really have a lot of music and just a little bit of, of housekeeping. I've been looking at the stats from the new website. It's been going great. Hold on a second. I'm sorry. Um, from the data that I've gathered from the analytics, you know, I, I couldn't imagine the amount of downloads that I have now considering that I've just salted the, the old website. Um, I'm sure the old, the download numbers were like, were like, were artificially inflated, a lot of downloads from bots and stuff. But the fact that whether one, 10, 50, 100, 1,000, a million people download the podcast, I am, I am perplexed and shocked when, when people download one, let alone more than one. So that being said, I, I've been looking at the analytics and if you're that person from Germany, if you're that person from France, that person from Nova Scotia, from Missouri, from Texas, from California, just just drop me a line at maharajamacdaddy at gmail.com. Just say, hey, I'm so-and-so. I just want to know why and who you are. A little bit a little bit about you. Like, nothing creepy. Just anything. I am just happy that I can reach people with my stupid, inane, rambling, weird conversation between me and somebody from Tennessee. And so, that's it. Stay there. I'll throw the ball in a second. If you're just one of those people, especially that person from Germany who has listened to a few episodes, what did you like? What did you not like? Um, you know, I won't be too upset if you have lots of complaints. I'll just tell you to send your, your complaints and criticisms to your trash at throwinthetrash.com because... I do whatever it is I do. I can't do anything else. And I've endeavored to make it better each and every time. But at the same time, take it with a, a grain, a big grain of salt and a heaping helping of a fuck you. Because it, it is what it is. I knew a long time ago I'm not going to be fucking serial.
But the point is to keep doing it, to keep perfecting it, to keep working on it. And so today's episode might be full with a lot of shaking and fucking plane noise and sirens. But you know what? It is what it is. With that said, this addendum to the garbage cast is now in the can for another episode. I've been the MMD, and for me and Up in This Brain, we thank you for listening. Another one is in the can. Dump it. And hopefully I turn this one actually off because I had it running the whole time. All right.